Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Okay, everybody, welcome, welcome. We're, I got to tell you, we got a great show going on for you today. I was just reading Leslie's book. And one of the things that I read, Leslie Sampson, my very special guest today, I was reading a book. And then one of the things I was really struck by, I was struck by a couple of things, is we know that in our lifetimes, right, if you think about this and you think about it, let's say you meet somebody in your life and you're rocking along but yet you notice like this something like about this person you can't quite put your finger on it right you don't quite like understand but you just have this sense like let me just say like the sense of eternity let's say and you have it for a minute and if if you would just stop your brain from trying to explain why that's not logical, like why you should like dismiss things like off, like what if what you were feeling was something that is so absolutely perfect, but you just don't understand it. Today, find your twin flame. Understand and connect to your soul's other half with Leslie Sampson joining me here today. Leslie, just so you know, certified psychic medium writer. This is her book. Um, She's like that vessel. See, I'm like the conduit between her and like you all. I'm like that conduit, but she's like the vessel. She's the one that will connect you with loved ones on the other side, but she's so much more than that because when you think about what she's written, whether it's fiction, you may know her by that, or whether it's this book, Find Your Twin Flame, there's a message in here. So ask yourself this question. Do you always have to follow logic or a linear line of thinking to know that you have a twin flame relationship? Mojo going on. That's it. You got that going on. Leslie, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'd like to have you. So, so the thing that I, I, I want to talk to you about, I mean, there's so much in the book I do want to talk to you about, but I want to talk with you about sort of the misconceptions is a good word, maybe, um, because I've done a number of shows on Twin Flames, but when we look at it, we have not seen in the way you've described it right? And I think you even ask is like, you even say, this kind of might be an easy way. There kind of might be this easy way, right? And I want to ask you, is it one of the challenges that people have for this is they don't really want an easy way. They want this to be like super complicated, right? 
Yes, they do. And I, it's just from my understanding and all of the research and the people that I've worked with that they want to make it super hard. The twin flame relationship in itself is not supposed to be hard, but what feels hard about it is that when you meet the other half of your soul, yeah. it, it sort of starts that, uh, that journey within as well. So you're doing all of this work within and getting rid of everything that no longer serves you or that you don't need. And so that is what makes it feel hard. And instead of working in tandem, a lot of times what happens is that the twins just can't deal with it. They have no way of understanding how to process what's going on. And instead of working together, they choose yeah. to, oh, this is too hard. I can't do this. So exactly. Yeah. And can I, can I just piggyback off that and just follow mm-hmm. you along in the book? Because first of all, for those of you just tuning in, I mean, it's just amazing to, um, to be able to have Leslie joining me here today. She's so much she's doing in the world to really help us and bring a unique understanding to what I call now that which you cannot see. Somebody said I should name that the title of my book. Um, but because I live in that world that which you cannot see. And one of the things that really gets people hooked up is the conversation about twin flames. First of all, just the, the name. Let's talk about what we mean by twin flame, because hallelujah for you putting a history in here. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. I, uh, I am so this is the challenge where um, people get confused. A twin flame, a twin flame relationship starts at the inception of the soul. When a soul is created by God, your, the higher power of your understanding, a soul is created, it is then divided in half. And each half is a complete soul, by the way. It's not just like slicing an orange down the middle, okay? Each soul has the same spiritual divine DNA and the same soul blueprint. That's what makes them twin flames. Their blue, their soul blueprint has the exact same lessons. Now they have obviously free will to, you know, to learn those lessons, however they can in their different incarnations, but the lessons are the same and twin flames are always connected. They're connected by sort of like a, I call it like a umbilical cord at the heart chakra that's generated at the inception of the soul. So I think a lot of people get that confused with uh, the, I I call it the Disney concept, which is the idea of the one true love, you know, riding off into the sunset. Um, Not saying that can't happen. I'm just saying that's not the purpose of the twin flame relationship. But where do we get hung up then on um, the confusion around it. What do you think it is? And, and let me just let me just get to to this this because you know I've done a lot of interesting shows recently on doubt, doubt, and I'm I'm I have one I have one foot into the invisible world and I have another foot in our pop culture, and you know I started to talk about Benson's line in Dune you know, fear is the mind killer, but doubt is the dream killer. That for me, doubt is the dream killer. That's, that's where I live. That's, that's what I say. 
And doubt that comes in anywhere, even in twin flame conversations, right? Tell me the impact of that. The sad thing about when you have that little sliver of doubt, I'm a perfect example of that. I, my entire journey started because I did not believe that I had twin, a twin flame and I didn't even believe in the concept. I thought it was fiction. I thought it was not reality. Uh, so I said to my spiritual team, okay, prove it to me, you know. Um, but had I just, you know, suspended doubt and just taken, uh, you know, sort of a leap of faith and that maybe I am really experiencing this. This is about trusting the self, you know. When you don't trust yourself, you lose you lose such a genuinely beautiful experience. So for myself, I had trust issues all the way around. And I was able to, my team was able to work with that by going, oh, okay, we're going to show you mediumship and angelic communication, Akashic record, every conversation I had. So in the more that I was shown, it just happened to others with, with whom I've worked as well, the more that you are shown that, you know what, hey, you need to trust yourself, the less doubt there is. There's no room for it. It's almost kind of like it starts, you know, reality and truth starts approaching in on all of that space. And suddenly you wake up one morning and you're like, what was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> why, did, why did I doubt? And that's exactly what happened to me. So it, it's, I always encourage people that, yes, this is a crazy road to go down with your twin flame. It does not mean it's not true and it's not right and it's not valid trust yourself that's the most important thing you can do and you know let's talk about the way that some of this can happen because i think when you were sharing your own story in the book you talked a lot about dreams you know mm -hmm. one of the other misconceptions that are so important to really talk about is the language we put on the soul uh we put on the soul masculine feminine i mean we we put a thing out there and then what happens is you know, here you come into this world and you meet someone of the same sex and you have that connection that is doubt, undoubtedly, that is the deal, right? And yet, because of all the stuff we put on things here, we can't fully explore an earth to earth, right? Twin flame, because we bring in so much baggage to that conversation. And yet, the soul just will not let us not face it, right? I mean, you right. could kick and scream, but it, the soul's going to drag you down the road. Exactly. Yeah, because the, the soul knows. The soul knows it's matched. The soul doesn't care what the package looks like. All they care about is that's the match. And that's one of the situations that I came across in my research. And I started to go divine masculine, divine feminine. Wait a minute. If we're exactly the same on a soul level, that means that each one of our souls contains universal, masculine, and feminine energy, okay? Which is why we can incarnate whatever we want, okay? So it's not I've incarnated as a female and my twin must be a man because that belongs to the idea that it's a love relationship and that's the whole point and purpose, which as we know, it is not. That's why I can say with 100% certainty that even if you know, my twin is not on earth, but if, you know, if he were, 
in whatever capacity he came, whether male, female, a dog, a cat, it doesn't matter because the soul recognizes each other. And I think more people need to understand that. Because now you have people who, who don't even, you know, they're non-binary or they don't gender identify. And and the concept of divine masculine and divine feminine prevents them and feeds into that doubt. Well, I can't possibly have a twin flame because I don't, you know, I don't claim to be masculine or feminine or whatever. Yeah. Then, I mean, it, I love the way you talk about it because you really given us a chart. You say, wait a minute, there's a soul, soul blueprint. Let me just, and then you go and you say, let me tell you about that. You don't say it this way. You, you write beautifully. So this is my paraphrasing it. You know, what you say is, wait a minute, this is like the, the soul source that your twin flame, right? Their soul blueprint is equal. There's a soul source connection. And then you also talk about, I love the way you describe sort of in process, the evolution, right? And you talk about energy, you talk about light work, you talk about sort of the essence of what might be going on here. Like you're trying to explain it. Like I will tell you right now, my twin flame is the producer that got you on this show, Linda. Wonderful. We have known each other since 72 and it's the strangest story you ever want to hear but we found out also she came to work for my phone company the same company i worked at we found out okay ready sterling street in plainfield where we lived they had lived her family i mean this just when you study when you when you look at this before i got a little bit aware of this stuff you just think wow, that's just weird. Now you're like, no, there's an energetic, almost like a roadmap. Like we came in behind her. But I wonder if I knew that even then in my teenage years, right? Even though we didn't meet. And I knew of her in 71, 72 through a third friend. When we actually met, <clears throat> it was as if you've known this soul your whole life. And, and honestly, we've been through horrific times together. Her family almost, you know, literally adopted me. And yet you can't explain this to people, right? The best we can do is say, this is the bestest friend I've ever had on the planet. But that is not cutting it. So you got to help us out here. <laughs> well, honestly, I thank you for sharing that is such a beautiful story and a, a wonderful realization because a lot of people would literally just chalk it up to this is my very best friend and yeah. while there's nothing wrong with that this is more of a soul enlightenment that you know your soul knows the story your soul know what, knows what's going on it knows the path that you've chosen to take before you incarnated and it brings you ever closer now it brings you closer to your twin flame because you have to remember you're walking parallel lives you have the same exact energy. So you're attracted to the same things. You like the same things. Everything from the kind of clothes you wear to even, you know, mu you know music. It doesn't matter. Um, you walk into your parallel life. And so I always call, this might be sounding a little funny, but instead of twin flame, I always call it, I call uh, 
my twin flame, I, his nickname is Chico. I call him my parallel partner, exactly. my teammate, my divine teammate. And because it's more than just a, it's more than just a relationship, you know, it's your divine relationship. This yeah. is the soul that was created for you. Now, if it's a loving relationship, fantastic. If it's not, fantastic. But still, this is the soul, the one soul in all of creation that can understand you on, on, on way more levels than anybody else in your existence. So yeah. that's hard to put. I mean, it's hard to put in one sentence. It's hard to put in words, <laughs> right. You know, the, the, the closest I came to a feeling around this is in another story. And I, I'll share that later if we have time. But there's also to tell people that there are two types of twin flames, because this is where I think people, you know, get lost a little bit. Gene yeah. um, Houston said it really beautifully to me one day in one of, I, I was one of the first people to take her leadership workshop way back, and it was amazing. And she had us communicate with what she called our quantum partner, right? Okay. Now, you I, I know what that. I'm talking about. Absolutely. And, and so oh, some people, right? And some people didn't. But there are two types of twin flames. And sometimes we look for the one that's in the physical form like Linda. But that isn't always the case. So tell us about the two types. Well, the two types that we talk about in the book are incarnate and discarnate. Now, incarnate is you know, like Linda and yourself. You're both here on Earth. It can also be one of you could be on a different planet in a different solar system as well. You're still living a life. Um, but if you have a physical presence, you are incarnate. And that is what mm, I would say probably at least 100% of people really truly want. They want to meet their partner. And I get it. I totally get it. But that's not the only option. The other option is discarnate, and that means that you are a soul that exists outside of the physical. Now, that could be someone who is on the other side, or someone who had transitioned from this from this life to you know to the other side. Basically, it means you don't have a body. <laughs> so yeah, my that's kind of where myself and my twin flame fall in. Um, and he passed away several years ago, so he is on the other side, and. Believe it or not, that is actually the most popular method when it comes to the twin flame relationship because it's almost kind of like one of them is on the other side kind of reading the blueprint as you go along to make sure that you're on the right path and guiding you. And then the other one is incarnate and desperately trying to follow uh, the, the lead that they feel within their soul. So uh, nobody really wants to hear about the discarnate, which makes me sad. They don't. Because it's, it's, to me, there's no impediments. There's no really ego. There's no, there, I mean, literally, I know I'm a, I'm a medium, but you don't have to be a medium to communicate no. with those on the other side. Um, but I know why they don't though, right, Leslie? Because mm -hmm. one of the things we're afraid of is that that twin flame will be less than the one in the brain. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, like we have this view, soul didn't create this view, it's man-made view, that if I'm like having a relationship with somebody that is not in a body, 
one, there must be something wrong with me or two, right? But we do this all the time with people that have passed. Well, you know this better than me, but when people passed on, how many stories have you heard is, you know, I went to bed last night. My father was sitting at the bottom of my bed and my, and he was talking to me. Now you only share that generally people only share that with their best friends, but that actually happened to Linda. So it's harder for people to wrap their mind about it, but it doesn't mean that those relationships are of a lesser quality. In fact, the only impediment that I actually have, people have asked me this question and I don't really consider it an impediment, but if I had to, the only one that I have is technically I can't pick up the phone and call it. That, that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, would I prefer to do that? Maybe. Yeah. It's a lot easier than having to sit there and meditate and raise my vibration and connect, you know. But when it comes to the actual work that the twin flames do together, I just feel like it's a, maybe not a faster track, but things go a little bit differently, a little bit maybe smoother because there's no ego. Yeah. For example, like I know, I, I mentioned this in the book, I know that if Shiva were here, uh, he would not be my type of guy. I, he would not be someone <laughs> I would be genuinely romantically attracted to. And that would be an impediment to working together. Mm-hmm. We could be best friends, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, so I do. It just, it's just, it's offering a different perspective mm-hmm. and saying that, okay, so my twin's on the other side. So, okay. You got the access to the master plan. Tell me how I work with that. Am I going the right way? You know, cheat. Come on, I need a cheat sheet. But yeah, no, it's, I joke around a lot about it, but it's really a very intense Mm -hmm. um, relationship because the energy is much more powerful. And then you just said it, it is the energy part of it. Because also then, you know, let's just talk about this last part before we go to break. Uh, and then when we come back, you've got some fascinating stories in here. I'd love for you to share. Um, but one of the things that may happen, and I think this happened to me, where you think you have found, that's it. You found, right, him, her, it, or them. You have found them. And you're kind of certain. And they're not. And you call it false twin flames. Can you talk about that for a minute? Because we just beat ourselves up over these. The thing is that people really shouldn't. A false twin flame, you know, in my definition, is is a partner that has every single quality that you could ever want in a partner, except there's always an except, or there's something in the relationship that uh, causes unhappiness, like or or there's you know an argument or constant unhappiness, constant pain, you know, things like a um, a physically abusive relationship, for example, would not constitute a twin flame relationship because you're, why would your twin want to hurt you? You're just trying to help one another. Um, And a lot of, a lot of the times when people are in these relationships and they're actually able to step out of them, they want to take on all that guilt. But what has happened in that relationship is that it's a soulmate sort of in disguise, exposing, I mean, maybe not necessarily for, you know, an abusive relationship, but it exposes all of your buttons, it exposes your weaknesses, it gives you the opportunity to learn. 
not through abuse, obviously. I don't know. I can't justify that one. But it gives you the opportunity to to go, oh, wait a minute. That's that's something that I know I need. Okay, my twin should have X, Y, Z in it. And that's what I'm putting myself on that path. So instead of, you know, feeling badly about it, they should empower themselves and go, oh, wait, what did I learn from this relationship? That's what I need. That's what I need. Because... I, I've met a lot of people who believe they're in a, you know, their twin flame relationship, and sadly, they don't want to hear that the answer is no. You know, they don't want to hear. They don't even want to think about that. Um, but then when they step out of it and they go, oh, I didn't learn anything. So if neither one of the people in their relationship have learned anything to evolve their soul, it's not possible to be a twin flame. Yeah, and you know what I love about this is, and we'll talk about this when we come back. Because there are these roles and stages that Leslie talks about. And so if, if we take you on this walk through the roles and stages, you, you will see that just because your twin flame may have my language stepped away, that doesn't mean they're not your twin flame. Because inevitably something else happens. Leslie, how do we get a copy of the book and how do we find out more about you? Uh, my website is lesliesampson.com, and actually the book is available everywhere, but head over to Amazon and leave a review when you're done reading it as well. Awesome. When we come back, stages and roles, people and action. Oh my. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365DailyHustle.com. Tune into the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Do you have traits of ADD or ADHD? It can be hard to meet society's expectations of productivity when traditional approaches to time management and organization don't work for your unique brain. You need customized strategies. In the ADHD Self Mastery Podcast with Bonnie Minku, you get concise, actionable solutions to help you modify your approach and achieve your goals. Learn more about Bonnie at thrivewithadd.com. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, 
and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. And yes, our office is open and we are doing strictly phone consultations. If you would like to call and get tuned up, it's perfect time with everything that's going on and things aren't calming down. Pick up the phone and give us a call. It's quick and easy and it's fun. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. For more information about me, Dr. Pat, this is the Dr. Pat Show. Go over to uh, TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're probably watching this uh, live on Facebook at Facebook.com Transformation Talk Radio. Um, and if you want to find out more about Leslie, Leslie, let's get, get everybody to your website, but also how they can get a copy of the book. Uh, my website is lesliesampson.com. And my book is available everywhere. But if you shoot over to Amazon, you can actually get it there for a pretty good deal and uh, leave a review. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit. I mean, there's a lot to talk about in the book. And I just wanted to spend a few minutes on roles and stages. And there are some great stories you have in here, you know, everything from numerology. But the conversation that you have in the book about roles and stages really explains some things because you're a twin flame. For whatever reason, you may be together and then something may happen and you're not. But in the end, Twin flames have to come back together, right? It's like a little magnet thing. Yes, definitely. And I, I know my book is called Find Your Twin Flame, but you really, it's not really more about finding them as it is to bringing them closer to you because it's inevitable. So, you know, the roles that we have in the twin flame relationship, and these are universal, I believe, are runner and chaser, which are exactly what they sound like. Um, for example, in my own, I was always the runner. Um, I was not wanting to deal with it and I rejected it completely. And my, my twin was like, uh, no. So, um, and they're not always static. Sometimes they can change. You know, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you may reach a point where you're just like, okay, I'm ready to face this. And, you know, your twin flame might be like, no. And that's what happened to a lot of the people that I that I spoke with and that we did research together for the book um, and that I worked with because they were at a point where they're the one, they're the twin that is sort of the open, the awake one, the one who is doing the work, the one who is reading and doing reading all the articles and you know, reading books and things like that, trying to learn. And then there's the other one who is just like. I can't, you're too enthusiastic. I can't do it. You're <laughs> me out. What's going on with you? So then it becomes, there's a disconnect there. Um, but it doesn't always have to be, you know, and I think if once we take that little carrot out of there that says that this is a love relationship, I think once we remove that, it makes it a little bit easier to navigate through the various different ups and downs and ins and outs and the roller coaster of all the stages of the twin flame relationship as well. 
Well, and then you really go on. I mean, you don't stop here. What I found really fascinating now is you take us on a journey of numerology and astrology as well. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was, I was like, wow, this is interesting up to this point. Then you go down the rabbit hole of numerology and astrology. And, you know, you don't just drop a few lines in here. You put some really interesting detail and you've used some of the people and examples in the book, like Andy and Jesse, for example. I don't think I've ever thought about a twin flame and numerology uh, or, or astrology. I mean, that's even before we talk about other metaphysics. But tell me why this was important to include this, because you literally give us charts and research to demonstrate things here. The reason why is because I was so ingrained in, 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 within doing the research and trying to prove that the entire concept was, uh, you know, a fib and that it didn't exist. And every class I took, every thing that interested me, like, you know, astrology and numerology and various other ologies that we talk about in the book. Um, I was like, okay, well, why do I need to know this? And then eventually <laughs> the, the pattern started to come. The hardest thing was the astrology though, because there actually is something called twin flame astrology that I don't subscribe to at all, but that's okay. A lot of people do, you know, but for me, I, it became more evident that there are ways that twins can show one another to each other, like that, that are provable, that are demonstrable, because a twin flame, for example, cannot incarnate and be someone else's twin flame. So if you prove it, for example, you know, through the astrological chart, if you see all these commonalities and all these, and they, and they keep adding one after another, like myself and my twin flame have almost the exact same chart. Uh -huh. So when you look at these and you go, oh, wait a minute, yeah, you can dive into the, and do all the calculations and all of that. Yeah, that, I'm not negating that at all. Bravo to those people who want to do that. Absolutely. I love you. I respect you. But for me, just looking at the, you know, the commonalities on the chart, you sit there and go, wow, I can see that parallel. I can see how we're similar. I can see our souls doing this work. And my, you know, th that's why, honestly, astrology was the last thing I did, but um, <laughs> that's why it was fascinating to me. And especially with numerology is my favorite. I will do num numbers all day long. And the funny thing is, is I actually have a learning disability in math. So it's not the easiest thing for me to do. Right. But I'm going to do numbers all day long because I know that in some way there will be proof. There will be a there will be something in there that says you know maybe it's just a hi hello hi how are you okay here's your new license plate i know you're going to do all the letters and all the numbers and figure it out on the pythagorean and then add it all together and bring it down and when you do that it'll be the number five which is one of our repeating numbers you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it sounds silly but the more you know sort of evidence that you get the more proof you get the more things that you work through the less you're inclined to disagree with it and push it to the side and say, there's no way, this is not possible. So that's why we actually go through, and I say we, because my, my twin helped me write this book. So I give him <laughs> as much credit as possible. Um, but that's why we go through all of this, to show folks that even the most minute, minute detail 
that you think could make absolutely no sense to anyone else in the world, that can be part of your puzzle, part of your twin flame puzzle. It might be this big, but it matters because you're experiencing it. So we're empowering people by giving them the tools to figure it out. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not about showing other people, uh, oh, yeah, I need to prove, you know, this person is my twin flame. I don't need to prove it for anyone else. I proved it for me. Yeah. But I like that you put the chart in here. Um, and I like that you put different charts in here. Like there, you put the chart in here of, of you and Chico, right? And, you know, and so you can read the conversation about it, but it's fascinating because it's not just about what sign you are. It's about what sign you are, what house are we looking at, right? Because it was fascinating to see the chart and how many equals you had. Now, that's got to be a little bit odd. You know, and that's what, when I first did it, that's what made me think, oh my gosh, no, I have to be wrong about this because- (laughs) I've never seen similarities like that right. in an astrological chart. It blew my mind. I was like, no, no, no. I had to have done this wrong. And I did it 37,000 times. I'm not right. even joking. Um, and that it occurred to me, like, wait a minute. We're the same on a soul level. And for example, the astrological chart is just a snapshot of your existence as you are now. So, I mean, his ended, obviously, his chart ended when he passed away. So, obviously, yeah. I didn't include any of that. But yeah. while he was here, I look at this chart and go, wow. You can see how our souls are so parallel that we're learning almost the exact same lessons. And, well, he learned his in a different way than I did. But regardless, it's the exact same lesson. And that happened for so many other people that I worked with as well. We, and we talk about, you know, quite a few of them in the book. And I just, it's fascinating to me that you can actually see it right there in front of your face without literally having to dive into the deep end of the astrological pool. It's right there. It's yeah. happening. It's fascinating. I want to really take a closer look at this. You know, I knew that the relationship I had, you know, that, that really was not uh my twin flame you know there was one aspect of it that we really had in common our both of our moons were in capricorn but that's not the whole picture and i think the way you've laid this out was just beautiful and the way you said take a look you know and see what you come up with um you know leslie you don't stop there and i'm glad you didn't stop there because the thing that does have to be talked about is i think one of the most difficult how should I say it, the most difficult attractions to explain. And it's that of vibration and energy. And, you know, when you take us through this and you talk about likes attract like, but not always, right? Um, Right. And then you introduce the chakra system. We have an idea of how to get a better sense especially with the heart chakra. Um, Tell us more about these other metaphysical ways and how they are guideposts for finding this. There's so many. Okay, we'll start with the heart chakra though. Yeah. Heart chakra is pretty important when it comes to twin flames because as we spoke about, the umbilical cord, as I call it, is connected at the heart chakra. 
in the you know in the energetic body in the physical body in the etheric body it's all it's connected it's energetic uh, and there are, oh my gosh, there are so many different ways. We talk about so many, goodness. Um, but it's important to understand that, that you're always connected. Uh, because that takes you through the rest of the, of the methods sort of uh, that we talk about. We talk about um, divination, different, different forms of divination, which are like uh, using pendulums. We talk about that. We talk, you know, to prove yes. your twin we talk about, we actually talk about spirit boards in the book as well. And we sort of try to de hollyfy them, you know, de Hollywoodify them so, uh, so that people can uh, understand them from a different perspective. But it's basically all of that amounts to one basic simple truth is that you are both of the same energy. So what happens, it's almost kind of like what happens to me happens to him and vice versa energetically and it's important to understand that because a lot of people will say well if it's the other half of my soul then they and they are a complete soul i'm not taking that away but they have their own personality and, and we can't possibly be the same and we're a mirror of one another you have the same exact energy from the inception of your soul and if you want to think of that as having a mirror, okay, but really it's a continuation. So for example, if I were to put a blindfold on someone, yeah, and I would say, okay, I'm going to bring myself and my twin flame in the same room. And I'm going to put a blindfold on them so they cannot tell the difference between the both of us, okay? They should feel no difference. Energetically, I'm talking exactly. about energy. you might have different hands, you might have different hair, et cetera, et cetera. But energetically, you should not be able to tell the difference between yourself and your twin flame. Yeah. And I think I think that's where we were where we were trying to drive with all of the talking about you know raising your vibration is important when we talk about metaphysics anyway. But it's yeah. important to talk about that matching energy because a lot of people just don't have that understanding. Yeah. You know what I'm really struck by too, and I'm not exactly sure where you say it, but what I'm really struck by is the idea that you can be yourself around this person. Right. Um, and what does that mean? I mean, how guarded are you? Like if you think you're in a relationship with a twin flame, are you really able to show up as you? How guarded are you? And what is that saying? Right? Well, being guarded, though, in, in any relationship, being guarded is dictated by past experience. <laughs> you, I mean, you can't help that. But when it comes to the twin flame relationship, it's my experience, honestly, that it's an evolution. Like, it might actually start off being defensive and and get away from me and I can't take this and it's too much because you you haven't let go you haven't unpacked your baggage as I like to say I'm an uh -huh. emotional hoarder I carry baggage with me everywhere okay so if I unpack it one by one which with which is what happens when it's like a like the souls are triggered by meeting one another and all of a sudden you're 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 more willing to get rid of stuff 
you know, if it brings me closer to this fascinating person, if, if I get rid of one or two things, okay, I got to know more. So yeah, okay, I'll get rid of a couple of things out of my happy little energetic suitcase. Right. You know, but it's, it, it's an evolution. That's why it's, you know, that's why it's an education of the soul. So yeah, you can start off. I was com- queen of defense. Okay, (laughs) get away from me. Why are you here? Okay, so believe me when I say not that it it can start off that way. But the difference is, is that eventually you want to learn more about your divine partner. You want to have a better understanding of them. So you're willing to let go of what impedes that. It's a beautiful thing. Um, one of the things that I, I, I know we've got a few minutes left, but, you know, there's so much to really talk about, but there was an underlying purpose to really shining light on this. And it's not just about talking about twin flames, I think, as you know, we have been doing, but what you're integrating into all of this is the multidimensional nature of understanding right? Because you could read a book on Twin Flame and walk away and say, okay, but you walk us through the various places we can look for signs, right? Yes. What did you discover as you went and wrote this book and some of the stories? What did you discover about the stories between people that you've included in the book? Well, um, a lot of the things I discovered was there's a sort of a general underlying theme, and that is the lack of empowerment. Almost kind of like previous to being in this relationship, there was no, uh, even the basic understanding of what they wanted, what they needed, kind of like they were used to something and just kind of going through the motions, you know, and it's, you know, working through the relationship, they began to empower themselves. But that was kind of one of the things, the major things I noticed, the major theme was that there was no, there was no gusto, there was no get up and go, there was no empowerment, you know? And but that was kind of one of the things I wanted to speak about, speak to as well, to give, to give people the information, all the information I could possibly give them to empower themselves. Um, noticed and this is really fascinating uh, I also noticed that there was a genuine love and it's not romantic love it's necessarily no. it's not um, it's not really a love that we can put into words it's that right. that energetic feeling and vibration of this beautiful divinity as I, I, I like to call it mm-hmm. because I don't know another word to describe it but it's it's through everything, you know, and then to me, that was really amazing to see because previous to all of this, this girl wasn't having it. You know, she didn't, I didn't believe in any of that stuff. Right. Because I, I was carrying my stuff with me. Mm-hmm. So to see that demonstrated in so many people that I worked with, um, with, you know, working with twin flames and as well as mediumship mediumship is nothing but divine love, you know, as well, um, was absolutely life-changing for me. Absolutely. And I, and I hope 
that we bring that through in the book so that people can understand they do have the power and they're, you know, love is real. Love is the answer. Uh, and I know that sounds cheesy and beetly, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, part of what we're talking about, too, for people is to really try to get an in-depth understanding about what might be going on. And, you know, we I referenced the stages earlier mm -hmm. because that tells people just because somebody is out of your life and you find them back in your life you know, there is a sense to make of it if we look at it from a twin flame perspective. Um, I, I know that we've talked about a lot, but I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about everything. I know we didn't talk about the Akashic Records. You know, in the time we have left, I'd love to hear, you know, what it was like for you to bring this all together. Oh, um, honestly, I didn't realize I was doing it until... Uh, <laughs> sort of, she goes smack me on the side of the head and said, hey, aren't you going to put this in a book? <laughs> um, and and I, it was really sort of a, um, I just had this method where I, I take notes and I write things down and I have, I have notebooks filled with information. Because what's in the book is not everything. Um, but it was, it was sort of like I was gravitating, re going back through all of the stages myself. And going back and looking through and going, wow, I can see that. So it was a definitely, it was another awakening. And I'm not afraid to say that because it, you think you get to a point where you understand the whole thing and then poof. And so it really did, it was an awakening where I could actually go, I could actually see how my spiritual team worked with me and to get me into each and every little step to go, okay, you know what, here's the first piece, here's the second piece, and now let's break it all down. Let's, let's put it into something that, you know, that makes sense. So, and since I was, I was really writing, uh, you know, for an audience of myself. And because I was trying to explain it to myself as I was before all of this happened. Yeah. Um, and, and so it really was like a reawakening. It really was. Hmm. Um, first of all, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, please let folks know again how they can find out more about you and, and some of the other things you do. I mean, this, this isn't the only thing you do. And let's get people to your website and, and how to connect with you directly. Well, my website is lesliesampson.com and I have my email on there. I have all my socials on there. Please reach out. I answer everything myself personally. And uh, of course, you can get my book on my website. You can get my book on Amazon.com. Um, and we we really hope that you enjoy it. And please let us know and because uh, we love hearing the feedback. So thank you so much. Mm, you bet. So yeah. And I just have one left question that I'd love for you to tap, uh, tap into. And okay. it's your conclusion, right? because your conclusion really does drive it all home. It's like the takeaway for people. Um, I would love for you to take a, a minute or two to really just, you know, talk to people that are confused about this and what the possibilities are for them. Possibilities are endless. And I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but it is. And the possibilities are endless, but 
I know I focus on a lot of different uh, topics in the book, and I try to give you as much information as I have. But it's with the goal of empowering you, and it's also with the goal to help you understand that nothing can take the place of your own experience. You have to trust what you get. Yeah, That was one of the basic things that I learned. That was the first thing that my first mentor said in my very first mediumship class. Trust what you learn. Um, and I, of course, didn't. And um, <laughs> I let everybody tell me everything. I let I let people tell me Chico was invisible and imaginary and I made him up and I needed to check myself into somewhere. <laughs> so I know I say it a lot better in the book. But the point is that we want to empower you to take control of your own relationship. Yeah. If, you, if this is something that interests you, ask your questions. Don't be afraid. Ask your questions. Read the book. Read my book. Ask me. I will be more than happy to help you if I can. But understand, nothing takes the place of your own experience. And, that's, and it's really about empowerment. That's really what it is. That's, that's the key. I and love it. It, 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 I mean, I gained all of this knowledge and, and went through all of this research. And the bottom line was, yeah, okay, I can do all this stuff. But the bottom line was, I believed myself. I finally believed myself. Exactly. You know, and so I, I wish that for everyone. I wish that for everyone on their path. Because when you believe yourself, you take away the fear of, oh, my God. What if I'm wrong? What if I miss? What if I'm mad? What if, what if somebody laughs at me? You stop caring. You, you're yeah. just like, fantastic. Okay, that's your gig. I believe myself. So that's truly, honestly, what I, I really hope to put, put out there with the book and with the information that we've shared. Yeah, because that is really the key, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we have been given incredible power, innate power within ourselves, all of us. And yet we will shut that door faster than you can shake a stick. Like that. Thank yeah. you so much for reminding us, Leslie. Thank you for everything. Wow. A lot in the book. We covered some of it. For those of you that want more, there's a lot in there. And please feel free to reach out to Leslie you know, to fill in your own blanks. Um, I want to thank you, Leslie, so much for everything today. Thank, thank you for you. that. I appreciate you so much. Um, yeah, I want to thank uh, Jacob, of course, and Benny, of course. And I want to thank all of you. You are the best listening audience on the planet. Make yourself a great rest of your day. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>